0: Here's what you gotta do to stop the New World Order. You gotta yell, Bill Clinton's a rapist on TV and I'll give you $5,000! Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here's your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Claire. Welcome back, Liberty Ledbetters, to another edition of the Lions of Liberty podcast, your home as always, for great conversations about the ideas of liberty. And today I am happy to welcome you to the 252nd episode of this very program, which means that, of course, you can find today's show notes over at lionsofliberty.com slash 252. And if you're a fan of this program, I can only imagine you are a fan of, well, libertarian podcasts. And if that's the case, I've got a couple to recommend for you, starting with my pal Roger Paxson over at the Lava Flow podcast, along with my friend Chris Spengel and the We Are Libertarians podcast. And of course, you cannot forget my man Johnny Rocket Adams and the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. These are all podcasts worthy of your time. Check them out. All right, folks. And here we are once again with another one of our debate roundtable good time recaps. That's what I'm calling it today. It is another edition of Libertarians in Living Rooms Drinking Liquor. And I'm somewhat ashamed to say what I'm drinking. I'm actually drinking a vodka Red Bull because I've had a long day. I actually attended a NFL football game earlier, so I need a little extra oomph in my step to get me through this show. Because It's been a long day, folks, so I've got a, a little bit of Red Bull, a little bit of vodka, a little Tito's vodka. You guys can send us some money whenever you want for that sponsorship lug. Tito's. Thank you very much. But you know I can't do this alone. I cannot talk about a Hillary Clinton-Donald Trump showdown without some of my Lions of Liberty crew. And I'm going to start by bringing them in with my man, John Odermet, host of Felony Friday, all the way from Pittsburgh, PA. What's going on, man?
1: What's up,
0: man? What is going on? It sounds like you. I asked you what's going on. You can't ask me what's going. I I have been. Yeah, me and Johnny Rocket were were uh, smoking cigarettes outside the schoolyard this morning for about four
1: hours. It's fantastic. You sound you sound
0: good. You sound good. Like I said, it's been a long day. You, know, you go to an NFL f- football game, even not yelling at the teams. If you if you have a friend with you, as I did, just to speak to each other a couple of sentences, you need to scream. That's really the only way to communicate. So
1: yeah. And as we as we were talking in the the pre show uh, pre show uh, chat or whatever, yeah. Our, I don't know. But as you get older, your voice just can't. Can't handle it. You yell like one or two times. And you start to it. feel like yeah, it's you can't you can't do it. Can't do it like when we were kids. But anyway, so I'm yeah, I'm sitting here. I watched that uh, debate or whatever you want to call it, and I'm drinking some Henry's hard soda. And Henry's
0: uh, hard soda, I it's have pretty not, good. That kind of sounds like a Mike's hard lemonade. Do you want to dispel <laughs> that notion before uh, the audience out there judges you too harshly? It's kind of like that, but okay. it's by Judge it's away, made by everybody. Henry,
1: not Mike. So okay, um,
0: <laughs> well Henry does sound a little bit cooler than Mike. I'll say yeah.
1: that. I I think I probably should add some Jim Beam to it. and maybe spice it up. Probably. Maybe I'll do that. That soon. would
0: that would not hurt your street cred, my friend. Yeah. Uh, moving along, why don't we head over to Leesburg, Virginia, where we've got the Godfather himself, Howie Snowden. What's going on, man?
2: Hey, Mark, how about that beatdown? That Is was that... a crazy
0: what? Me, <laughs> me versus my voice?
2: <laughs> no, no, I, get, I getting get... killed the debate trump really brought out the big guns tonight i I couldn't believe what i was supposed to
0: save your final verdict for the final thoughts like Uh in 45 minutes or so but all right spoiler alert how he thinks trump won okay so what uh what what are you sipping on over there
2: i am drinking the mccallum edition number two scotch
0: edition number two is that an improvement on edition number one or or what
2: uh i'm not sure it was a gift it was uh
0: so you skipped right to the sequel. You have no idea what went on in that I, first. I first
2: usually, volume. I mean, it's awesome, but I usually don't spend that much money on myself, but it's, uh, it's pretty tasty.
0: All right. And I believe we've got one more guest hailing from the, uh, the freedom capital of America, Philadelphia, JB Lubin. What's up, my man?
3: Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I guess I'm drinking a little uh, Old Forge Session IPA here because I'm old and I have work early in the morning. So it's not even a real IPA; it's a Session IPA, but it's made right here in Danville, Pennsylvania. And what I does enjoy that actually mean?
0: Session IPA? I actually don't. I don't know what that means. That, is a that different session?
3: A... Yeah, Session L, IPAs generally range from I think like six point five to like eight percent alcohol. A session is normally like four point five. So a little low, lower alcohol content so you can drink more of them.
1: That's yeah, why it's so you, called the session. So you can have yeah, a drink have a drinking, a drinking session, right? Like exactly. Can, that's why. It's so a nice it's a way to say content, a weak IPA. action IPA.
3: Pretty much, yeah. It's, okay. It sounds a lot nicer than weak action IPA on definitely, the side of the can, you know.
0: <laughs> definitely a better marketing tactic than what I would suggest, for sure. And that's why I'm in uh, Liberty podcasting and not marketing. There you go. Yeah. Uh,
3: and i just like to point that I think your radio voice has blossomed brilliantly since episode one. It's so smooth <laughs> and sultry <laughs> now. It's just like, I See, look forward now, to it. now I have every, to link every, to episode two, two, two one. times a week.
0: Now I have to link to episode one of the show notes. You've given me more work to do.
3: Exactly. Episode just one's rough, guys. It's a, I it's, recommend it's, everyone just listen and oh, just man. watch the progression. Just I, listen to every show over.
0: Hey, it's an interview with Stephen Ginsella. You can't go wrong, but... Yeah, I, I wasn't exactly as refined as I am now. Not that I sound refined today. If this is anyone's first episode and they're listening to me <laughs> describe myself as refined right now, oh boy, that's going to be interesting. But moving along, speaking of refined, <laughs> why don't we talk about this little display of uh, political machismo, I guess, or whatever you want to call it that we just saw, uh, between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. In many ways, I think it t- delivered on exactly what we all were expecting in some ways when it comes to Trump- Sort of going after Hillary Clinton, but at the same time, I thought Trump uh, seemed to be reserved—not necessarily in the, what he was saying in his language, but I, to me, that this is what I took away the most: is that his demeanor—he he seemed to be really trying to act as calm and, dare I say, presidential as possible—to try to combat all of the rhetoric against him, was which is that he's a maniac and he. Well, well, I guess we'll just skip to it. Grabs pussies left and right, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and he, he just seemed to re- really be trying to, to display a, a completely different outlook on his persona. Did you guys get that sense at all?
3: Um, I would still describe it as two kids on a playground, personally. I still saw it as that, and it still came across as that to me. I'm not saying
0: he was successful. I'm just saying he seemed to be more toned down than usual. Just his tone of voice, his pacing, that, that's just what came across to me.
2: To me, I took it as he seemed... And I mean, rightfully so, probably incredibly stressed out right now. With the, oh, yeah.
0: And he was fidgeting, too, <laughs> I should say. Like yeah. I said, I don't think he was successful. Cause, and they weren't doing that split shot the whole time. They did a lot of, you know, you see Hillary Clinton talking, but you see Trump in the background kind of glaring at her, doing a little fidgeting here and there. He definitely looked um, off kilter, which <laughs> after the last couple of days, how could you be anything but? The, the RNC has basically said we're pulling support from you in in a way. They haven't really said it like that, but that's sort of what's happening. Major GOP players are pulling their support. Uh, Odie, what, what were your initial impressions about Donald Trump's demeanor and about uh, – did, did Hillary Clinton have an air of confidence about her?
1: Yeah, well, I think definitely Hillary Clinton. Um, she had an air of, I would say, almost cockiness, a little condescending air about her, even more so than normal, which I think she normally has every time she talks. She speaks in a very condescending way that she knows better than everyone else. Um, Donald's demeanor. Uh, yeah, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I think that it showed through that he is nervous. He's upset, which is understandable. Um, based on, based on that tape being leaked, uh, it's, it's surprising that, uh, you know, that his, his marriage is still together, but maybe so. Um, so I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, for, for everything that happened in the past 24 hours, I think, I think he handled the past 48 hours. He handled the debate. Fairly well, I think,
2: you know, Hillary looked pretty confident when she came out, but uh, Bill looked a little nervous when he walked out and saw Anita Broderick and some of the other uh, ladies who accused him of rape sitting in the front row.
0: Well, that was the biggest difference to me. The the first debate, they did the split screen the whole time. This one, you got some reaction shots and uh, some of those first reaction shots were when uh, they were referencing the. Accusers, I guess, if you will, uh, of Bill Clinton in the past, who were all sitting in the front row. Donald had three of them there, or, and he also had, I guess, the woman who was one of the victims of that, um, you know, the the guy that Hillary Clinton helped get off of his rape charges. And there's that, that tape out there, and we'll link to it in the show notes. But basically, she, there's a recording of her, basically, You know, you can imply there's a Snopes.com article, by the way, debunking supposedly this accusation of Hillary knowing this guy was guilty of this rape. But if you actually listen to the audio and you hear her basically laugh at polygraphs and say he passed a polygraph and that's when I stopped believing in polygraphs, ha 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 ha, her she's basically saying, yeah, I know this guy's guilty, I got him off, ha ha ha. You can hear that if you listen to the audio. So Snopes can say whatever they want. It's very obvious from the audio of that tape that Hillary, in her mind, knew that this person was guilty. So he had It,
2: def- it, it was interesting too. The moderators, like, uh, of course, they had to address it. But when I first saw this, I'm like, "Oh my god, is that?" And they start talking like, "Oh, you see, see the guest we have here, uh, Donald Trump yes. stunt." <laughs> it, it, they called it a stunt, but they didn't say. I'm like, "Are those the like rape accusers?" I had to Google at time like, "Who is that sitting there?" They wouldn't like come out and say who they were and why they were there they just called it a stunt and kind of alluded to it and then uh moved on past it
3: well you know, what do you guys what do you guys think of that strategy like to bring to bring the accusers there and to bring this up in light of what has come out of what donald trump said in the last 48 hours do you think that was like a good idea do you how do you think that's morally
0: that was, good or strategically good they're very the different things in, well, in the
3: terms of tactics, not what what would what's morally right to do in this situation. Where else can you
0: go at this point if you're Donald Trump? You got nowhere else. Are to go. You saying
3: this is like a last ditch effort, like hail Mary type of thing?
0: I, I, you know, Scott Adams. I know Odie's been following his blog, and he makes a good point about Donald Trump. People get you know get on Donald Trump about his tactics, but he's typically. Only responds to wh- however he was attacked. If someone tweets to him, he tweets back. If someone calls him out, he calls them out right back. He's always proportional in his response. So now that they've come out and gone after him full bore as, 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 as far as they can with releasing this tape, I'm not saying it's not legitimate, but I mean, we, if, anybody that's followed politics in their life will realize that the timing of this tape is, is politically motivated it's I don't know who released it but it's not just a coincidence that we're getting this in you know, a month before an election in 2016 as opposed to any time before now between now and 20, 2005 so the same
2: day that the transcripts of her speeches and all that stuff was leaked
0: at the same day that all these WikiLeaks emails ca- came out I mean I, not to be too wookie-wookie conspiracy but some of this stuff happens at a certain time for a certain reason let's just that's that reality
3: Claim responsibility for this too, because I vaguely remember saying he had stuff on both of them. Is he? Is this a WikiLeaks thing, or but has Donald anyone? Trump or
0: the Hillary? I Clinton? hate to
3: make it sound like some type of terrorist attack or anything, but did anyone claim responsibility for leaking this?
0: Yeah, that's one thing I have not heard is the source of this tape. Does
3: anybody? Okay, know so it's not well, invo- I mean, it, it, It's, it it's seems... not affiliated with WikiLeaks. I think it like
2: was that. whatever the station or show that it, well, yeah, that obviously someone
0: was uh, caught it on a hot mic in 2005 when they were recording this, this this segment for I think it was um you know Access Hollywood or one of those shows that, that whatever show Billy Bush used to host, um, but. It, it's it's someone that had access to it, but I don't think it's been in the news stories who leaked it specifically they just know they have it but obviously it's someone on the production team that caught that hot mic at that time decided to keep that audio for their own purpose and uh, uh, this is their purpose they really I, I
1: it. would I would guess maybe at that time 2005 they might have sold that audio knowing that Or Donald they sold it at the
0: time that's possible He's a
1: huge he's a huge celebrity back you know back then he was even a huge uh, real estate investor. So, yeah, maybe – I'm sure there are a lot of people that want to I bet black,
0: he'll run you know. for president someday, and he'll be really controversial, and then I'll make lots and <laughs> lots of monies.
3: But well, The Simpsons called. It's uh, – you know – It's entirely possible this person thought this too.
0: You know, not only did they call it, if you watch that clip, have you ever seen the side-by-side of the Donald Trump clip from The Simpsons where they do this like flash-forward to the future and Donald Trump is president and there's a shot of him going down the escalator and he waves his arm and that shot exists in real life now. Like, that happened (laughs) at at a Donald Trump event and it's almost frame for frame. There's someone that drops a sign in the background. I'm not trying to get all crazy conspiracy on you guys. I'm just saying... If you Google this, look it up on YouTube. Donald Trump Simpsons. It's pretty weird. That's all I'm saying.
1: Hey, it's pretty obvious we live in a parallel universe. Let's just get that out there. How he thinks we
0: live <laughs> in a simulation. So
2: yeah, we do. I mean, look at what's going on. This this couldn't just naturally happen. <laughs> but JB, at your point about was this strategic or not? Uh, one of the members of our forum had pointed out when uh, Anderson Cooper was so pointedly asking Trump, like. But did you sexually assault anyone? Did you do these things that you were said in the audio thing? And he said no, he didn't. And the person in the forums like watch them bring somebody out saying yes, he did immediately. And it's like, well, they can't really do that when three women that are going to stand up and say, yeah, well, Bill Clinton raped me, are sitting right in the front front row. So, I mean, they are his protection. That that could have mitigated a lot because if they you know went down that road with him, he's got worse on the clinton side sitting right there and i'm sure they wouldn't keep silent
1: that's a that's a good point Howie. If, if if hillary clinton if her campaign wants to keep pushing this and uh making this you know one of the the headlines in the campaign then bill clinton's going to continue to be a headline i mean if you can argue got- that maybe it's not not an ethical way for trump to to attack back i, mean, I, I don't know if it is or isn't i i, Cl- I really clinton-
3: but no, my main my main point is it's not not even on the ethical scale. It's like really is this is this even effective? Because when I when I see them interact, like I said at the very beginning, they remind me very much of two children. So if I have a, a child who did something wrong, and the first thing they can say about that wrongdoing is that this other kid did something worse, <laughs> I'm not going to go any easier on them. As a matter of fact, I'd probably be angrier.
2: Hey, something I, I saw. Uh... Online state. Wow. Remind Clinton, me not to
3: be raised by JB. Cl- cool. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in your room forever until <laughs>
0: you're 18. <laughs> I would never get dinner.
2: <laughs> hey, something I saw today: Bill Clinton got booed off stage at an event recently. Uh, they not booed, but they were yelling out he was a rapist and he had a. Like <laughs> it off stage that's a
1: little different so, than booed
2: <laughs> yeah uh, he he got rape chanted off stage rape and,
0: chanted is now a term we use i mean
2: i saw this online so may, maybe it didn't happen but i mean
0: we know it's the truth so i'm, but not I'm worried, saying this no. stuff
2: is coming back to to bite them and you know maybe it, it was kind of a threat to hey if you guys don't let this go I, i'm going all in and uh well,
0: well, supposedly exactly. Alex Jones has bounties out for anyone that gets the words like you're a rapist or Bill Clinton is a rapist on television. So maybe it's related to that. It's like f- five thousand bucks for anyone that does it.
2: It probably is.
0: And why did I just advertise for Alex Jones? Jeez, do I get a cut, AJ?
1: Do we get an impression? At I want, least, if anybody
0: mm-hmm. does this based on hearing it on this show, I want at least here's what you got to do to stop the new world order. You gotta yell, "Bill Clinton's a rapist" on TV, I'll give you five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my Alex Jones impression.
2: Now, I mean, that's yeah, I got like JB. You're pointing out they're both terrible. They're both awful. And um, something I was mulling over today. I mean, uh, everybody knows that I've been so disappointed with Gary Johnson and really against him. And the reason that that is is because you know he's not going to be a president, and he's the spokesperson for libertarianism. So I'm going to be able to articulate ideas to convert people. At least you know, not to be this awkward weirdo that makes us all look like idiots every day. But when I saw today that all these Republicans in the RNC were going to pull support from Trump, I thought, well, you know what? If they actually all did get behind him and there was a shot that he could win, he's not a perfect libertarian and I don't like the way he makes this look. But he would be such a better president than uh, than Hillary or Trump. I thought oh, maybe I would vote for him if, if things went down that road.
0: It it, it reminds me of this constant dynamic we have with Gary Johnson. And the biggest criticism of Gary Johnson from libertarians is what he just said, that he doesn't represent libertarianism very well. And he makes us look a little silly sometimes when he doesn't name a foreign leader or whatever, even though I think that was kind of a stupid question, whatever. But the point being, he's come across in a few mainstream interviews not that great. But when we we actually think about for a second – what if there really is a tidal wave? I mean, there are reports right now that the Republican Party is pulling their money from the Trump campaign. I mean, I don't know how how much this is really going to play out, but this is a clear, full political hit all in trying to, to get Trump out of here. And who knows what kind of effects it might have. And if Republicans really do leave en masse, I mean, you already got like, you know, George H.W. Bush declaring he's voting for Hillary Clinton. You got high-level Republican operates, operatives declaring support for Hillary Clinton, but You know, most of them aren't going to do that. If you want to get reelected, you're not actually going to say you support Hillary Clinton. These people got to go somewhere. And I mean, they're not going to Jill Stein. I mean, are they just going to remain silent at some point? You got to wonder, there's a month left. Can Gary Johnson actually gain legitimate support or say even in a state like Utah where Representative Jason Chaffetz just took his endorsement back, you know, in a place where Mitt Romney... Who knows? Maybe Bill Weld finally rubs his neck the right way and he gives the full endorsement of that campaign. It only takes Gary Johnson possibly winning a state or two to prevent one of these campaigns, Clinton or Trump, from reaching 270 electoral votes and tossing this thing into, boy, until an episode of House of Cards.
1: <laughs> I, I just I just picture Bill Weld sitting uh... – or Mitt Romney sitting Indian style in front of Bill Weld, and Bill Weld just rubbing his neck. But that's, that's kind of weird. The,
3: the way I'm thinking of it now it's like, don't even worry about Gary Johnson representing the Libertarian Party. Let's I'm just imagine. Let's just imagine that he's a Republican because he used to be a Republican. He would be like somewhat, the
0: coolest Republican right yeah, now. Yeah, if just he refer was, to so. him as
3: a Republican light. Like, if picture him so as being lame. the Republican candidate. If, for example, Donald Trump got railroaded out of here by the RNC. Wouldn't you rather vote for him?
2: I would. Yeah, that's what. I,
3: that's what you know, the question I would pose to people who are debating this right now. Don't worry about the libertarian label. Just pretend he's the Republican candidate. I would. Who would and you only, rather vote for
2: the only reason I wanted to vote against him was because I didn't want to encourage the Libertarian Party to nominate someone like him again. But if if he could actually become the president, hell yeah, I'd vote for him.
0: It's funny. The more support well, he might get. Theoretically, we might be more inclined to really actually go support a more hardcore. Whereas the less support, the more we want to, don't want to show the Libertarian Party they did the right thing by nominating someone. It's a really weird paradox we live in as libertarians, yeah. where we wanna we want the party to move in a certain direction, but at the same time we do recognize that this person, almost any Libertarian that gets put up, even the worst person we can think of that could get that nomination for the Libertarian Party, probably going to be a lot better to us than, than Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, or or whoever would have been in their place.
2: Even Bill Weld.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't that's that's, not Let's not go that far. far. Yeah, let's, let's take a it easy It's a mind Weld.
3: Wee-
1: this, this is an, an incredible moment in time. And uh, who knows what the heck's going to happen in the next week, two weeks, or up until the election. But I, w- one thing we could see happen, I mean, I, th- I could easily see this happen, is you see your Republicans, people leave Trump, go to the Libert- Libertarian Party, start supporting Gary. The Libertarian Party becomes Republican-lite. It's not even really associated with libertarianism anymore. So <laughs> the Libertarian Party finds success is no longer even the Libertarian Party. If that even makes sense. And the <laughs> Republican Party becomes... The party of Trump, the party of the alt right. Then you have three parties, and I mean, are we even <laughs> any better off at that, at that? point? and then we to start Republicans the Republicans taking over, libertarians, and uh, I we, mean, we start the lions of Liberty Party. Then there you go. Four, the four of <laughs> <us> <laughs> guys. Have, That's our so guys.
0: <laughs>
2: we'd at least have so much to talk about in the podcast, though, in a world like that.
0: Hey, good point. That's really above all else. Podcast material <laughs> is my main concern, actually, in life right now, and I'm, I'm not even joking about that. What would we do without Donald Trump this year? I don't know what we would have talked about. I guess liberty, a lot more ideas, boring. Yeah. <laughs> philosophy, individual rights. Oh, yawn. I mean, who needs that <laughs> stuff, right?
2: Uh, it's better than like uh, copyrights and patents. So.
0: Are you referring back to episode one again, <laughs> Howie? Because that's what I, 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 I mean, talked about in my I mean, interview. Is
2: definitely it truly is for <laughs> if you already are a hardcore libertarian and you want to listen to something.
0: All right. So I had a whole I had a whole matrix laid out about how I wanted to go through this debate. But, um, you know, we're already 20 minutes in or so and we haven't followed it at all. So why start now? So why don't I just ask you guys what from each candidate did, stood out to you the most um, in terms of how th- how it might have benefited them in this debate? Because I think they both in in their own way, they both kind of did display positive qualities. If you're just kind of looking at this thing in a bubble. So why don't we try to be in somewhat orderly of a fashion? We'll start with Odie. Think of Donald Trump. Think of Hillary. You can do one of each. What kind of stood out to you as, as what might have benefited them the, the most from the way they handled themselves in, in the debate tonight?
1: So I'll start off answering that by talking about about Trump. And I think Trump carried a, a theme forward. That he tried to to execute in the first debate, but didn't really do very well, I don't think, really communicating it. Today he did much better, and it was he kept talking about Hillary's bad judgment, Hillary being in uh, politics for 30 years, not being able to get anything done that she talks about. And then I think he added this today. He kept saying that Bernie Sanders said, Bernie Sanders says that Hillary Clinton has bad judgment. And he probably said that at least ten times, just just nailing her with that. And another thing that Trump said that I thought was hilarious when they asked they asked about can politicians be two faced? Um, can they have a, you know stance on private issues and a stance on public issues? And Hillary Clinton kind of answered in this rambling thing talking about uh, Abraham Lincoln and how he was you know had different arguments to different people. Um, and <laughs> Trump responded by saying, "So Hillary is now." Blaming Abraham Lincoln for her lies, so I thought that was a pretty good comeback. But uh, hi- Hillary, um, I, I don't know. It was. I think it was pretty, pretty standard. Hillary, probably the best thing for her. Uh, she looked healthy. I thought she looked healthier uh, than the first debate. She looked alert and she was sharp. Um, but yeah, it was just the same standard Hillary. She um, just basically. Anytime Trump would criticize her, she would come back and say, well, that's obviously a lie, and everything he said is a lie. So, But it's – yeah, it was was standard Hillary. She
2: looked healthy, but every chance she got, she sat down where Trump was pretty much standing like the whole time.
0: I more noticed how Trump was often very fidgety when he was kind of standing around. I mean he's had a rough 48 hours obviously, Uh, just having to use the term locker room talk over and over and over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah uh howie what about you did anything stand out to you from trump's performance here or hillary's performance do you think either of them gained from tonight
2: yeah um trump first of all one of the things i mean i definitely don't support trump or hillary but one of the things i was disappointed in the first debate was there's so much stuff on her that he just glossed over and you could so easily nail her and tonight he did he brought it all up and hammered it home and it's that's what he needs to do. And actually this morning is that or the past, you know, forty-eight hours, everything's been going on in the Republican Party abandoning him. I think he probably s- stopped that from happening tonight. I think he did I think he had a really good performance, and that's kind of stopped them kind of like maybe officially being like you're no longer a Republican candidate or any kind of create like something extreme like that. But um some criticisms of his I I bet you someone told him that Republicans like it when you go after the media and the moderators. I think he overdid that. Um, even though I loved it, I don't think it was probably the best thing to uh, threaten that he was going to put Hillary in jail if he wins. And uh, I don't know. I, I thought he did, had a pretty good performance except for he seemed super s- stressed out. And I, I'm sure he was freaking out over everything that's going down, the melt, uh, probably melting down from uh, you know, the whole leak. But uh, Hillary, as usual, she looked good. She sounds good. But it's all empty platitudes, which when you're dealing with other politicians and even the way Trump debated the last time, that works. But when he's actually bringing up these real things, that are so damaging, she can't deny all she could say is, oh, that's not true. It kind of uh, that just normal, everyday politician act, I don't think is going to work, the Jesus is too shady and it's it's coming to light.
3: JB, what about you? Well, I think uh, what I liked best, which there's very little, so this will be short. Um, from both of them is I guess my theme is refreshing honesty. Uh, my favorite part from Donald Trump is how he took on the whole the whole tax code, not paying taxes thing like straight head on. He was like, that's right. I didn't pay any taxes. I didn't do anything illegal. He used the tax code given to him by the U.S. federal government and found a way not to pay any taxes. He didn't break any laws. And he took that head on and said, if you don't like how the tax code is written, Hillary, why didn't you change it? I think he overstepped it a little bit by suggesting that one U.S. senator can completely change the U.S. (laughs) tax code, which I found to be completely ridiculous. But at least he was refreshing and open. He's like, yeah, I took advantage of the tax code that was given to me to pay no taxes. And I thought that was awesome. I like honesty. I like accepting things and taking it head on so people know what they're dealing with. That was by far my favorite thing that he said in the entire debate, because it's real. I like that little taste of realness you get in this muddle of a presidential election. And as far as is concerned, there was far less of that. But I think one point that came up is when they were discussing Obamacare, and she honestly and openly admitted that Obamacare is not working And that's just not something that needs to be overhauled, which I was fairly impressed that she would admit just directly that it's not working and she needs to fix it. So that's basically what my two favorite points from either candidate in the debate is just being, you know, honest with us, you know.
2: Can I just say something about Obamacare real quick?
0: No, there will be no negative (laughs) talk against Obamacare on this podcast. Listen, listen, it
2: was was designed to fail, designed to not work. And the reason being, just like, liberals Sound do like with, a conspiracy just like liberals do with everything else, they say, oh, it didn't work because we didn't do it enough. We need to do more. And they wanted just, you know, the government pays for everyone's health care. It's a government run socialist system. And that's what they want. But they put this in first and it's, you know, they try to make it seem like it's half capitalist, half government. And obviously this was never going to work. And I think that was intended. And the next push, if Hillary is the president or even if she's not from the Democrats in the Congress, are going to be for a one-payer system.
3: You know, Donald Trump was so close to saying something sensible today on Obamacare when he was talking about opening up the borders and letting um, insurance companies across state lines just freely interact and do business, whoever they want in the country. He was this close to saying something sensible. And then he went off on some ridiculous tangent. I was like at the edge of my seat waiting for him to say what needs to be said on this. Allow free trade of insurance across all state lines. Remove these artificial boundaries. Help get these prices down with competition. It was so close. But then, you know, it kind of just blew away with the wind. So that was another one. He almost got another plus from me there. So close.
0: Let me tell you something about Obamacare. It's a globalist New World Order conspiracy to bring us all under the New World Order system. Yeah. That was my Alex Jones (laughs) combined (laughs) with Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, it
3: sounds a bit more like the (laughs) Macho Man to me from where I'm sitting. Yeah,
0: this stuff blends together for me
1: sometimes, you know. And now to our sponsor, Slim Jim.
3: You know, that's funny you say that, because I
0: was actually about to toss to our (laughs) sponsors. So why don't we actually take a real break and toss to our sponsors, who, by the way, are not Slim Jim. But God, Slim Jims are delicious.
1: Hey, guys, this is Roger Paxton. And if you're fed up with the government running every single aspect of your life, but you're not listening to the Lava Flow podcast yet, then what's wrong with you? Check us out at thelavaflow.com or just go back to sucking up to the government. The Lava Flow Podcast, striking the root every single episode. This is Chris
0: Spangle, and I am the host of We Are Libertarians, which you can find in iTunes, Google Play, or at wearelibertarians.com. We are a podcast that brings you all of the irreverence that modern politics deserves by examining current events from a libertarian perspective. So please, check us out at wearelibertarians.com. All right, we are back. It's good to have sponsors. It's good to be loved, and it's good to spread the love. So please please spread some of that liberty, listening love from your earbuds to some of these other podcasts of ours. Roger Paxton's Lava Flow podcast, Johnny Rocket Launchpad, We Are Libertarians. These are all great shows that are in my podcast queue, and maybe they should be in yours, too. So go ahead and check them out, guys. And uh, we're back here talking still about... The latest presidential debate. Uh, part of me thought this debate wasn't even going to happen. Did anybody think that was in doubt? I mean, it, at one point, it felt like the world was collapsing around Donald Trump. You see the Republican Party talking about pulling out. You see people like John McCain talking about dropping him. I, I almost thought we were going to see a headline like that. The networks were going to refuse to allow him on their stage because they were so horrified by the events of and we haven't really talked about it too much. So why don't we delve into it, I guess, a little bit. Hey, the hey, events man, that, of Pussygate.
2: Everybody. Pulling out and pulling their support and all that stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, <man>.
1: the <laughs> <laughs> By the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one's can, we, can we take 30 minutes <laughs> to just laugh everybody at
2: the Um I, I saw that Rand Paul, like, criticized or condemned what he said. But did Rand pull a support or is he still Team Trump?
0: I only saw him condemn what he said, but he didn't say he would go back on his pledge. And you know how he is about that pledge.
2: Okay. Because I know know some people specifically said they're not supporting anymore of this and that. But Rand, I I don't know if I I knew he'd.
0: From what I saw, Rand did not pull his support. He did say he could not, it would not excuse and it was unacceptable and all that stuff.
2: Okay. Interesting.
0: So I, I said those words. Pussygate, Odie, as far as i know dubbed that uh on the internet earlier this weekend i think i, I did
1: i think you actually did i don't know if i want to take credit for that but it's yeah.
0: not the best thing to take credit for i guess but it's an accurate description because yeah. i'll
3: take credit for it if you want all right jb thanks for dubbing <laughs> no, no, Pussygate. i want the credit i'll take it
0: right. <laughs> you guys can go fight in libertarian property rights court uh after this show by Judge Stephan Gensella, he's going to decide the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, are, are you up so, for you
3: guys? So, how damaging do we think this is, fellas? Is it is it the end of Trump? Because let's say on a political and you know a reality level,
0: part of me well, thinks it is in a way because if I didn't if I didn't already seem to think that Trump is is sort of become Teflon and that he has superpowers that exceed the powers of a normal politician then i would think that he's done because it's it's not i don't want to say it's not awful if he's actually going around grabbing women's vaginas yes that's awful i don't really think that's what he did um i'm i'm waiting i wouldn't be surprised if we saw people coming out giving press conferences saying that this happened to them now but you know just because it's politics is politics but as far as i can say right now this is a a very braggadocious man who is boasting about his prowess and how great he is with women to Billy Bush. And it's not an admission of sexual assault, as people are trying to say. Now, I don't want to come across as defending what he said. If he's actually done anything that he kind of alluded to, yes. Of course, if he actually's walking around grabbing women's vaginas, of course, I abhor that and think that would be terrible. It just, to me, doesn't seem like that's really what he's saying he did. But, hey... I might, buy, I might very well, but be naive. Maybe Trump is a serial sexual molester. I'm. Hey, it's totally possible. But what do you guys think about that?
2: I agree with you. If, I mean, if he's a braggadocious guy, and if he's just talking shit in the locker room, you know, that's whatever. I mean, it wasn't but, exactly uh, a
0: locker room. It was a, right. I, a stage with Billy fucking Bush.
2: If he is actually sexually assaulting and groping people, um, in a In an unwanted manner, you know. I think
0: it's interesting that this involves Billy Bush, who did not seem at all horrified by what he was hearing from Donald Trump, seemed to sort of laugh and agree with him. He got fired today. I didn't see that.
1: He got he got suspended, I thought. Did suspended. he get fired?
2: I thought he was suspended. I don't know. I just saw he's, somebody posted he's off Howie the, the show. Howie here with the breaking
0: news and immediately backtracked. Well, I don't know. I don't
2: <laughs> know. All, all these <laughs> things I've been bringing up are from Facebook, so it's it's hard to...
0: <laughs> our, our Our lead Facebook headline news reporter, Howie's... Someone posted on reports.
2: Facebook, Billy... I don't know if it specifically said something. Something
0: went down with Billy Bush. Let's just put it at that. And it might have been made up. <laughs> That's the Lions of Liberty news, folks.
2: I'm just going to say, I don't think you'll be seeing on, him on TV anytime soon.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty. I don't, I, don't, I'm, I don't think so either. And I think if it was any other, just a regular politician, whatever, a senator or a congressman and something like this came out about them talking about women this way, they would be resigning. Probably they would they would be done. But I don't know. Yeah, Donald Trump has a way to maneuver around things like this. I don't even know how he does it, but. Um, as soon as it broke over the weekend, uh, you know, if you, if our listeners who are in the uh, members of the Lions of Liberty Forum on Facebook, if you're not, you can join it by going on Facebook, putting Lions of Liberty Forum in the search bar, and uh, we will get you approved once you join.
0: I'm glad to see uh, that the chip I implanted in your brain to automatically <laughs> plug the Lions Liberty Forum is working.
1: It's working spectacularly, spectacularly. Anyway, I, I, I anyone who's, who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that. I've been saying and Mark's been saying, too, for a long time that we think that Trump's going to win goes back to what we heard from Scott Adams at the beginning of the campaign. But anyway, uh, over the weekend after this broke, I posted in the forum saying I think that that's not the case anymore, that Donald Trump is is not going to be the president. So I think it is going to have uh, that much of an effect. Just the perception of it. Of course, if, if he is going out there and actually sexually assaulting women, he, sh- he should be in jail. Um, but it's not—it's not a crime to to talk it's about It's weird. That stuff.
0: It's almost like they're saying that, but then like they're not really saying that because you wouldn't allow someone like he wouldn't be on a debate stage if there was any allegation that he actually committed sexual assault. You know, I mean, he would be. It's just the whole thing is strange to me. You know, it, it is. the the world is acting like he's a sexual molester, and yet he's out there running for president on a debate stage and not. No one's questioning that there's any charges that would be filed. I mean, it, it's, it's, see, I, I, I understand the outrage, believe me, between, uh, with people that, especially anybody out there who's been molested or been grabbed inappropriately. And if you hear these words from Donald Trump, you associate it with that totally understandable. I don't, I don't see any reason to defend his words or defend the things he's bragging about. At the same time, it's, it's just very difficult for me to think that for the last 30 years, Donald Trump has been running around just just grabbing women's vaginas out of nowhere. We've never heard a thing about it. And that just seems crazy to me. And maybe I'm just naive. I am open to that possibility, but it just seems crazy to me that that would be the case. And there's no actual people that are (laughs) in the world saying this. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's, Like had sexual relations with women at some point he touched their vagina. But is that the same thing as as what people are sort of implying that he's just almost just grabbing them out of out of the blue and saying, I'm Donald Trump. You will be you will enjoy my vagina, me grabbing of your vagina because it's terrific and it's wonderful. Like, I, I just don't I don't see that.
1: I'll tell you what, if you if you you put a uh, this is a complete conjecture by me, I don't actually have any evidence for this. If you put a recording device in corporations across America just for like two days, you would get tapes 10 times worse than this of of men talking about women. That's not to say it's excusable, but it it is out there and it, it happens a lot.
3: I was just going to say something similar. It's like, I'm really conflicted with this because I like to try to stay on topic and on policy as best as I can. And I know they try their hardest to veer away from that, but I I do, I try to do it. And looking at this objectively, like you said, this is like politically, like, it's a death knell. Like, like you said, most elected officials, if not all, would probably have to resign if something like this came out. But Trump brought up that this uh, this is just words and not actions like he alleged Bill Clinton, who was a two-term president, was alleged to do. And it's
0: – and like you said – And he brought actual human beings with him that have said yeah. he did it, whereas no, there's no other human beings besides Donald Trump that ever said they grabbed his vagina yeah, unwantedly.
3: And not to condone anything that Donald Trump said in that in that audio recording, but if everything any of us has ever said was available to the public, <laughs> would any of us, anyone, be able to be president? Anyone well,
0: well that's why I'm not running. I played the fifth. You know, like <laughs> I certainly <laughs> I cannot answer that question.
3: I'm not going my to any anyone yeah. I'm, I'm not going to detail and I certainly wouldn't be able to be president <laughs> if anything I've ever said from like my entire life was available to the public you know so it's like what do you do with that
2: i mean this whole thing needs to be put in perspective i mean he said this but hillary clinton is responsible for the deaths and displacement of millions of people in the middle east like does it even hold a candle to that i mean come on
0: it's like a very ron paulian thing to say as well to point to the the plight of millions of people that's not the kind of thing you would
1: associate with donald trump uh, Ron on I mean, we... the news recently Hey, there's
0: our segue. <laughs> Howie, I know you wanted to talk about this, and I think we should touch on it actually briefly as well. So there was actually some some libertarian podcast infighting <laughs> this past week. Not really infighting, but differing of opinions. Uh, as you know, Austin Peterson, he put out a video – That was criticizing Ron Paul, who had been asked on a couple shows about the candidates and about and had mentioned in the positive light Jill Stein, the Green Party candidate. Now, it's we have to be very specific here. Ron Paul only mentioned Jill Stein in the sense of I think she's very strong on the war position. I think she's very strong on the war on drugs and gave the caveat and she's freaking wacko on economics and everything else she says. But. Of course, headlines don't care about that. Headlines, so you see headlines online, Ron Paul and George's Jill Stein, because basically the only thing he ever recommended was if you're progressive and you're going to vote for someone who's progressive, you may as well vote for Jill Stein because at least she's anti-war. At least she's not a corrupt person like Hil- Hillary Clinton, even though I disagree with all her economics, etc. But you can't, just, you can't only focus on one thing he said. That's kind of what I think Austin Peterson did. And he came out and, and really focused on the fact that Ron Paul even dare mention the name of Jill Stein and how terrible Jill Stein is. And I agree, Jill Stein's pretty freaking terrible. Jason Stapleton did a whole breakdown of all of her positions and pages and pages of her platform. I highly recommend giving it a listen. Uh, it's a damning breakdown. I mean, the stuff that she puts out there, and it, it, it's, it's worse than the actual communist manifesto. I mean, it's bad stuff. I, I'm totally on board with that. That being said, it doesn't mean you still can't praise her on being strongly anti-war, on being strongly against the war on drugs, and it really annoys me when libertarians start to get a little tribalistic and get a little ah, eh, Ron Paul, Ron Paul couldn't uh, fully endorse Gary Johnson, and and oh, he took a shot at Bill Weld, but he how he dare he mentioned the name of Jill Stein? Well, guess what? I that's what I always loved about Ron Paul is that he he doesn't care what your party you're involved in, he doesn't care who you are, he's gonna call things like he sees them. And I think that's all he did there. And he definitely didn't endorse Jill Stein. He said as much in the same sentence as he made the compliments. So Howie, I'm going to toss it to you because I know you want to bring this up. Yeah, I
2: mean, Ron Paul said he's not endorsing her. He's not even voting for her. What he said was if you were a progressive that, you know, she's good on peace. Unlike, you know, Hillary is like the Grim Reaper. I mean, she's responsible for so many dead in this world. And you know, it's it's been controversial in the libertarian community. And the way that I like to break it down is, if we're talking about voting, politicians don't care about your opinion if you don't vote. Um, even they even there's even like a record kept. So if I like go to see my congressman, they'll know if I vote or not. They could look and see it. did he vote in the last couple of elections. They don't know who for or what, but they know that she did. And when there's large numbers of people voting but not for them, then they might start to think like, well. How can I change my message? How What can I do different to get get these people on board? And so that's the reason I think you should vote. And I don't think you should vote for one of the main party candidates. When we have people like Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. I think it's much better to vote for a third party. And you would assume I would be supporting the libertarian candidate, which I have not been because – one, I don't think he is a libertarian. I don't think he spreads our message. I don't think he explains the ideas of liberty well. I don't think he makes us look good. So I don't want to vote for him because it's going to encourage them. If, if he does better than any libertarian candidate ever did before, then they're going to nominate someone like him again. So I don't want to do that. And I'm not voting for Jill Stein, but I could understand why Ron Paul wouldn't be out there encouraging people to vote for Gary Johnson because he's not a libertarian. He doesn't spread the message well. And – it's a. It's even true that Jill Stein, the Green Party socialist, is better on war than uh, Gary Johnson is, and it makes sense to me that if someone asked me, would I uh, suggest a, a liberal progressive that probably wouldn't even ever vote libertarian anyways, vote for Jill Stein, someone who can't, who's never ever gonna be president anyways? Yeah, of course I would. I would rather them cast their vote towards that than towards Hillary, because maybe, maybe then the Democratic Party might become more. Uh, Dovish.
0: It's funny how many like far left progressive type people actually think Gary Johnson is an extreme right wing anarchist with his economic policies. Like I know a lot of people that are anti-Hillary strongly and would never consider Gary Johnson because they just they see him as too free market and too liber too like right wing, which I'm like talk to some libertarians and tell them that because like that's the problem that they have with him is that he's not. So it, it's just funny the different perspectives, <laughs> but it, look, if that person is going to not vote for Gary Johnson ever, wouldn't you like you just said, Howie, yeah, of course I'd rather have them vote for Jill Stein and throw it there and at least reject the two-party system than to put it to Hillary. That's really all that I saw Ron Paul is saying. OD, yes, JB, what course. do you guys think?
3: Yeah, but- I agree with that. I, I, think, I think what Ron Paul was basically trying to do is to get more people to vote based on their principles versus a D or an R.
0: Even if he disagrees with those principles.
3: Exactly. And once you start getting people to stop looking at this like dichotomy between Republicans Democrats to start thinking more principally, then maybe eventually once, once they learn a bit more and get more in tune with maybe our message, for example, they'll be less hesitant to vote for a libertarian if they're already down that track. And I think that's perfectly acceptable to try to get more people to place more principled votes. And I think that's basically all that is. If you don't agree with the things that Hillary Clinton is doing and, and, Jill, and more, of your, more of your principles and policies align with Jill Stein, then you should vote for Jill Stein. Don't vote for Hillary just because you feel like you need to or that you should. And I think that's a perfectly acceptable thing to say because you're not going to pull anyone who's even considering voting for Jill Stein into the libertarian camp at this moment. But what you can do is get them to think a little little bit more about the policies that these people are putting forth and cast a vote that may may be considered a wasted vote now but might not be in the future.
2: And, JB, you can can also spread that goodwill of – You know, you both understand that you're for peace and you respect that. And they be like, oh, J.B. likes his libertarian guys. But he's a a good he's good on peace. He really cares about war and, you know, that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe I should listen to him.
0: At least he's principled there. Whereas if you suddenly support, say, Donald Trump, which a a decent number of libertarians do. My next guest on Wednesday, Derek Grayson, Mot, he supports Donald Trump to this day and he has his justifications for it. I sort of understand them, even though I disagree with them. But, you know, to me, it's at least better to be able to stand near principles, even if they're not with someone popular, just like the reasons we all supported Ron Paul at one point is because even though we didn't think he was necessarily going to become president, he aligned with a lot of things we believe so closely, even if we might disagree in some ways so closely. And he was so principled that even if I disagreed, I wouldn't care because at least I know he's not full of shit like most of these guys are.
1: I don't know if you guys remember back in 2008 when Ron Paul, when the Ron Paul Revolution started, and everyone was waiting to see who's Ron Paul going to endorse after he dropped out. Is he going to endorse? I guess that was uh, back then. That was Bob Barr, I think. It wasn't Gary uh. Johnson yet? Gary was 20 uh, as well. And, and guys,
0: it's amazing. I don't know if there were really any libertarian podcasts in 2008. It would have been crazy if there were. But if you guys that are new to this think Gary Johnson was criticized. I can't imagine if we had Bob Barr's Liberty Hood or whatever, like like he, he would have been torn to shreds. He's way worse than Gary Johnson. And yeah. I re-
1: I remember I remember Bob Barr being angry at Ron Paul for not endorsing him, and then Ron Paul called a uh, he called a press conference and he invited Ralph Nader and a couple other third party candidates and Bob Barr and he endorsed Waters. voting for the third party candidates yes. just all, any of just them just the
0: concept of yeah, voting just the concept
1: party. of it so it's not like this is a new thing At all. and austin it's, peterson was he was around the party back then he knows about that unfortunately i think austin peterson has a bit of an agenda here obviously and he's starting to he's starting his run for 2020 a little early <laughs> and he's positioning himself, probably trying to make be friendly with the Gary people, and he's been supportive of Gary Johnson's campaign, wh- which is fine. But I think it's pretty blatantly obvious what he's doing. And Jason Stapleton, who uh, you know had a whole episode ded- dedicated to uh, talking about Jill Stein's horrible policy, which is great, but he kind of, yeah, he, he kind of mis- took Austin's misinterpretation of what Ron Paul said and went with that, and, and didn't really explain it, which is a shame because Jason normally does an outstanding job. Um, getting in the details of things and explaining the motivations of them, and I think he really missed on this one. And
0: they even played the clips. I mean, I, I don't see what, what the outrage is. To me, it just seems the fact that Ron Paul mentioned Jill Stein they're angry about, and, and they rightfully tore Jill Stein to shreds about the th- stuff she's bad about, but it's not like, oh my God, how dare you say her name? I mean, that that's how, that's well, how it kind of came J- across.
2: Jason's complaint was that he it was confusing and he muddled the message, but if you our intelligent person that actually listens to his words, that's not an issue. Um, I mean, I don't, he, he can't be responsible for what idiots take from it. With, I guess the news media takes from it. You know, Ron Paul endorses Jill Stein.
1: But that doesn't uh, even make any sense. You can't, you can't just go around just saying, okay, we're only going to talk about these certain sect of people that have these certain beliefs because there's not enough people like that. You got to pick and choose some different people where you have agreements and build coalitions. I mean, it's yeah I, I don't know i, I agree and i'm
2: totally open open to working with progressives with the areas where we agree and i think we need to bring people in we need to have discussions i don't think they're like against us because they're horrible evil people they just they don't know enough yet and you know? we need to educate them but we it would be nice if we had a candidate that was good at uh, articulating we gotta grab them right thing. by their
0: wait no hold on I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna really say that uh
3: I might none have said it and I might have sense. edited it out and none of you are going to ever know.
2: I'm no. trying to go like, the whole episode without saying it.
3: Because because honestly, <laughs> who, who 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 would even even considering would even consider voting for Jill Stein is going to take Ron Paul's word for it. No.
0: Oh wait, Ron Paul endorsed him. Okay, I will vote for her. I was I was like, on the fence. That doesn't just, I was going that doesn't to make
3: sense on a fundamental level. It's silly. It's plain silly.
0: There's no, there's no negative that's going to come from it.
2: No one has done more towards promoting liberty than Ron Paul. No one.
0: Well, there you go. That seems like a good a good Except note for answer. the
1: Lions of Liberty.
0: Except thank you. I was waiting for someone to finish that incomplete sentence. Except for the Lions of Liberty, because Ron Paul says a lot of great stuff, but you know what Ron Paul doesn't do? I'm just kidding. He does. He roars for liberty. And I know that because Ron Paul, for new listeners, was on the show, and even Ron Paul roared for liberty i, on, I thought you were gonna say
2: he, he doesn't drink liquor and <laughs> he,
0: you rant, know what, rant i don't well think everybody. he's a big drinker i don't think i mean I don't think he drinks but i'm not sure if he is never drank you know what i mean my dad doesn't drink but he doesn't never drink
1: you know what i mean yeah We anyway. <laughs> should ask him
0: well when i get ron paul on again in episode 500 i will ask him if he's ever had a sip of alcohol and what, and what his favorite drink is <laughs> But as far as we know, not a big drinker, but a great thinker, Ron Paul, in many ways inspired the work we're doing here at Lions of Liberty. And uh, it's been fun, guys. Why don't we make a – I guess the next time we're going to chat is going to be after the third presidential debate. So why don't we just make a quick – I guess you can call it a prediction. It doesn't need to be a specific prediction, but what do you expect to see in the world of politics when it comes to the Trump-Clinton race in the next couple of weeks? Do you think Trump's going to drop drastically in the polls? Do you think this debate studied things out? Do you think he's going to keep losing support from the RNC? Or is something crazy going to happen? Is Gary Johnson going to really pick up steam maybe and maybe even get into the third debate? I mean, I, I have, I, I would have said no a week ago, but at this point, I'm not sure what to believe. So uh, we'll try to go in orderly fashion. Odie, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, my prediction is I have no no clue what the hell is going to happen. I, I think I think Gary Johnson will kick will pick up some support. Will he get to fifteen percent and get in the next debate? I just cannot see that happening. I can't see it happening. Maybe it will, but it's, it's I don't know. It, there would have to be major endorsements from Republican officials moving over, say, saying they're voting for Gary Johnson and Bill Weld. I just can't see it happening. I think Trump did enough tonight just to kind of calm things down. If more stuff comes out, which I've heard that maybe more could, um, then I'm, who knows? But yeah, it's 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 just weird. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. All
0: right. That's a great non-prediction. <laughs> Howie, what do you think is going to happen here? Or not? My, not,
2: my non-prediction is Gary Johnson will not be in the next debate.
0: Well, that's I a prediction, they, technically.
2: I, I think any chance of that ended tonight with the debate, I think Trump, well enough that any kind of crazy, the whole Republican Party revolt is squashed. And um, even today, I saw there was a poll where a lot of the Republican leaders were abandoning him, but the party regulars, the regular people, were still supporting him and wanted him to keep going. And so I, that, plus the debate depor, debate performance, I don't think there's going to be some mass defection of republicans to uh gary johnson or anything um still don't know if it's enough i mean this was a serious savage blow from the clinton campaign towards trump well, leaking that uh that audio but um and i'm sure they both have more stuff in store and i'm sure WikiLeaks and everybody else there's more stuff to come out and really i don't know if, if we're trying to say who's going to be the president yeah, I don't think we can say right now. There's too much crazy shit going on. And Trump it's is Trump following,
0: is following this WikiLeaks. Trump specifically brought up stuff that was leaked by WikiLeaks like in the last 24 hours. So, you know, Oh, yeah. And he said that during the debate, he said, "Hey, you may make fun of Twitter, but it's a great means of communication." Like he loves Twitter. He's obsessed with Twitter.
1: Yep. But he's he's uh, never sent an email.
0: No emails, but tons of tweets. JB, final thoughts. What do you think what do you think we're going to see here in the next couple of weeks?
3: Pretty much more of the same. I don't think anything's going to change. Um, I don't think it matters one bit how many Republican elected officials denounce him or change their endorsement. The people are still behind him. I think he'll see it. You'll see if if you see any drop at all in his support, it'll be negligible. Um, I just don't think his support really cares. He did a, a fairly good job at damage control tonight, and I think it's just going to be more of the same for the third and I certainly don't think Gary Johnson is going to benefit from this. That's my prediction.
0: <laughs> no matter what, Gary Johnson doesn't benefit. That's pretty now. No. Did you guys bad, see I Jimmy
2: Kimmel did a, a thing? Are you smarter than Gary Johnson?
0: <laughs> I, I didn't see that one. I saw some of the other Gary Johnson skits,
2: and I even saw like an article today. Like, is Gary Johnson dumber than Sarah Palin?
0: I mean, that's just silly. And I'm going to predict that in a couple weeks we're going to do this all again. We're going to watch another. Clinton-Trump debate, we're going to make some non-predictions, and then we're going to see what happens, because a month or so from now, we're going to have a, uh, well, a new president-elect, anyway, not necessarily a new president, and it's going to be interesting. I This has been, like we've said, the craziest election, uh, Legitimately, I think, of any of our lifetimes. And that, that's not hyperbole. This has been absolutely nuts. Uh, we've never seen an election where you had an insurgent candidate like Bernie Sanders. As much as we love Ron Paul, it's hard to deny Bernie Sanders got more support within his party and within his movement than, than Ron Paul did. And uh, another insurgent candidate to the whole system, Donald Trump. Uh, even though I think we all question how anti-establishment he really is, uh, it's certainly been you know a lot different than any other political cycle we've seen before so we're going to keep following this thing here uh in two days like i said i predict i know for a fact Derek grayson by popular demand is going to be a guest on this program talking about his experience at the libertarian party's national convention and just why he supports donald trump and then Odie, oh, yeah, i know this friday again another episode of felony friday so why don't you give us a quick preview huh you got anything to say about this week's episode and yeah 10, we're
1: gonna have a yeah, this this Friday we're going to have Regina Huffnagel back on the show to talk about uh, Canada making that move, making that law to legalize prescription heroin. So,
0: all right. And unrelated news, you guys, up for a trip to Toronto this weekend or uh, no? <laughs> well, okay, you,
1: you, you got to already be a heroin addict, so I don't think you can get to all, all right, <laughs> Howie,
0: you've got a homework assignment. <laughs> Become a heroin addict now. I'm just kidding. I don't know um, how many times
2: I passed out drinking at Penn State and woke up in Canada and just thought, not again. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and we've got only once for me (laughs) all right gentlemen well i
0: do appreciate you appreciate you guys sitting through this um this one was pretty entertaining so i don't feel too bad making you guys sit through it but you know i appreciate you guys always coming on and giving your perspective through this libertarian lens and until next time folks you know i've got only one more thing to ask of you and that is of course
1: live long
0: and live
1: live free. free